0: Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 76, Friday, February 14th, 2020. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you lovers out there. And a special happy Valentine's Day and happy birthday to Miss Doggy Juice. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's double duty for me today with the significant other's birthday on Valentine's Day. When we first started dating, I thought it was a bad beat, but... Honestly, it turned out to be a bit of a backdoor cover because I can knock out both, you know, big days in one day. But I have to be on my A-game today for sure, but smooth sailing until Christmas, baby. There's no way that uh, she's listening to this anyway, but happy birthday, babe. Uh, Selection Sunday for the big dance is exactly one month from today. I know I promised almost exclusively college hoops coverage after the Super Bowl, but we're going to detour this week. Into the Champions League, which starts back up this Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, this upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday with the knockout stage uh, round of sixteen. And last night, I, I sat down with Oliver and Andy from the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. Uh, they've both been on here a few times in the past, along with the other two guys uh, of their podcast, uh, Quincy and Nate. Uh, but the t- the three of us sat down last night to break down the four matches for next week for the Champions League and. Uh, we also found a couple of plays for you all as well, including a tasty plus-money draw from Oliver. Um, quick note, we recorded that last night on Thursday uh, before the news dropped today that Manchester City, uh, my team, for all of you that know, I'm, I'm a, a big Man City supporter myself, and and uh, just a quick sidebar, I have been before they were bought uh, by the rich oil men. Um, actually, I have picture proof to prove it. Went to a Man City, my first Man City game in 2008 Uh, in the spring before they were bought that summer. So, legit fan here. But anyway, they were the recipients of a a very hefty ban by UEFA today. That news actually just dropped uh, just just this afternoon as I'm recording this on Friday. Um, The UEFA governing body, they they decided to ban City for two seasons, starting next year from the Champions League, um, for violating... Uh, financial fair play rules i'm not going to get into the actual details especially since uh, city is is appealing the ban to um the let's see where I do not even know where the oh yeah, sorry the court of arbitration for sport which i should actually be aware of um, but anyway that's that's where the appeal is going to go to so it's not a done deal yet but this is going to have massive massive implications uh for not just the champions league next in the next two years but also the premier league as well and and city i mean this is going to have a huge effect on, you know, which players decide to stay and even Pep Guardiola if he sticks around as manager. So more on that story in the future, but that news did just drop. It's not going to impact anything, obviously, directly with the Champions League coming up, but, you know, if anything, it probably lights a fire under City to finally win the Champions League this year for the first time or, you know, at least get to the Champions League final uh, with everything staring them in the face right now. But it's it's a huge distraction, so it, you know, does matter for handicapping purposes, but I'm not going to get into that. And Just so you all know, we were not aware of that news when we recorded this podcast last evening. So that's going to do it, though. I'm just going to jump right into the podcast, and, that, and then uh, that'll be it for this episode. Hope you all enjoy. So let's jump right in to the interview with Andy and Oliver. All right, Doggy Juice Pod listeners, it is a pleasure to bring back... Two members of the Top Class Finish podcast. You've heard them here before a couple times. Um, We have Andy and Oliver. How's it going, guys? What up, though? What's going
1: on, Mike? Thanks for having us back, my man.
0: Love being on the doggy juice. Pleasure is always to have you guys back. So this is a quick uh, turnaround, kind of. It seems like it kind of feels just like yesterday when I brought you guys on to... uh, It was, the I think, like a couple days before Christmas. uh, We all broke down the the knockout rounds for the Champions League. Um, you know, once they announced, once they, once they pulled the the matchups out of the hat or whatever. Um, so we kind of already touched on every match, but that was through the lens of of pre-Christmas and and uh some things have changed since that point. So we're gonna break down uh, the first wave of matches in the Champions League, the first four games, the Tuesday Wednesday games on I believe it's February 18th and 19th of, of next week. We're recording this Thursday night, the Thursday before. So if any big injuries drop in that you know in that time frame, we were not aware of them. Don't have a crystal ball, but uh, so yeah, we'll just knock out those those uh, four matches here. And just a quick odds update; um, those have changed as well to uh, to win the Champions League. It, it obviously varies by by sports book, but you know Manchester City they. I think they're pretty clearly favored everywhere when we last talked, but now they're only favored to win the Champions League at some places. Uh, so the current odds at the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas is, is Liverpool as the favorite at, at four to one, and the Man City and Barcelona are plus four fifty. PSG's after them at, at seven to one, along with Bayern Munich seven to one, um, and then Juventus is nine to one. Before you get up to Real Madrid sixteen to one, and then the, everyone else is a pretty big long shot. Tottenham's twenty five to one. Leipzig is 30 to 1. Atalanta Mm -hmm. is 30 to 1, moved up a little bit, which we'll touch on in this podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chelsea, 40 to 1. Dortmund, 50 to 1. Napoli, 60 to 1. And then, let's see, Valencia, 100 to 1. Lyon, 200 to 1. And I may have misspoke on the Atalanta. So let's let's curb our enthusiasm there. I think Atalanta is actually 80 to 1. So. So I, I take that one back. I think I mixed up. So it so, makes a uh, little more sense. But, yeah, say. exactly. I was as, as I was saying, I'm like, wait, Mike, what? <laughs> favorite over Chelsea? You know, so, uh, so let's uh, let's x that one out. That's a lot to Andy to one, which is still you know above the odds of, of Valencia. But um, so let's let's get right to it. Well, first of all, let's ask how have you guys been? How's uh, 2020 uh, treating you guys? How, how you been, Oliver? I know you've been in. Uh, kind of a crazy day yourself without yeah. sharing any we're details.
2: All in the, we're, we're all of the day. We'll uh, we'll keep that uh, off the pod But everybody, everybody's healthy and living, so that's good. Uh, I mean, top class finishes been running well too since the start of the new year. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been a good good what forty days roughly in the year. So yeah, it's flying.
1: Yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy to think we're already in February. To your point. Mike, like it did, it does feel like yesterday that you came, or, you know, we were on here last talking about champions league. And today was the first day that I actually thought to myself, wow, like knockout stages are here five days from now. Right. Like it's just, it's an right. exciting time. 2020 has been, uh, it's been pretty good so far. Right. Do, do you
0: guys like the, the break that we have in between? Cause I know like the last, obviously like group stage matches ended, you know, December and we have like a two month break here. Like, are you guys a fan of that
1: as, as soccer aficionados? I mean, <laughs> admittedly, yes, yes no, no. I, yeah, yeah admittedly <laughs> no, for me, because like you always want to have like you know good quality soccer on to watch, but at the that's same good. time, like you've got that that holiday hell run, at least for like the English league, that you just can't do anything about, and um, you know other leagues maybe more intelligently take a nice little winter break, um, mm. and so I, I think that's definitely needed. And probably contributes to like the high quality matches that we see come February because teams are a little bit more rested, at least outside of England. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, I was
1: just—I
2: was just gonna gonna say like you get a little break most of most of the clubs, and plus the league starts to take a little bit of shape around this point. So if Mm -hmm. some teams are not fighting for Champions League spots or not fighting for the top spot or winning the league, some teams may just put their focus on champions league. And that's, I'd say that's maybe one of the pluses of
0: having the champions league, having this break with the champions league. That's a great point. Actually kind of ties into something I was going to bring up before we do dive in, like just from like the handicapping angle, you know, if we're trying to make money off of this, obviously you want to, uh, all these teams obviously care. Everyone is in the final 16 in the most prestigious club competition in the world. And like obviously they all wanna win, but you really gotta take a hard look at, at what teams' motivations are on their domestic, you know, affairs with their their you know, their actual cups, like their national tournament and also their national domestic league, and kind of see where they stand there. I think that can go a long way in helping you handicap this. So like teams that you know, have no chance to win their domestic league, like a Manchester city, you know, uh, RIP city to two straight champions or two straight EPL titles. Um, you're already, obviously you're you know, giving up hope,
1: Mike, come on. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like what 23, 23 points back on February. What is today? The 13th. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. It's a gap.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. It's quite, quite the gap, but, um, you know, you, you get teams like that and also teams maybe even where you got to kind of sort out like Barcelona is in the middle of a pretty heated, um, battle with Real Madrid and La Liga right now, and same with you know Bayern Munich and even Juventus are used to, I think they've won, uh, Juventus won eight in a row in, in Serie A, and, and Bayern Munich's won seven in a row in the uh, the Bundesliga. So they're, they're in more heated battles right now to win their domestic leagues. They're still favored to win, but how much are they going to be paying attention to that as opposed to the Champions League? I think it's something to, to definitely keep in mind and where teams, you know, how, how they're going to allocate their resources and and which players they're going to, you know, sit and, and rest ahead of the Champions League match. So I think that all goes into the handicap. So, um, with that as our backdrop, uh, let's get into the first match. It's on Tuesday, February eighteenth at three o'clock Eastern Time, two o'clock Central Time. We have this is a really good one. I think like one of my favorite first round matchups: is Borussia Dortmund um, hosting PSG. Uh, the live, the odds that I sent you guys: Dortmund. The three-way line, Dortmund's plus 187 to win outright, PSG's plus 132 to win outright, and then the draw is plus 245. And then just a quick revisiting of the odds to advance, uh, Dortmund's plus 220 to advance, and PSG's uh, minus 280 to advance. A little quick background, little notes I made for this podcast came a little prep, because I'll be honest, my soccer knowledge is not, not even in the same stratosphere as you guys, but, you know, just... Including currently, too. I had to look some of this up, but uh, Dortmund, they're in third place right now on the Bundesliga table, plus 27 goal differential, but they've only won four of their last 11 Champions League fixtures. PSG, obviously, we know they're the the class of, of French League One. Both of these clubs have met twice competitively. That was during the 2010-2011 Champions League group stage, and, and both those matches uh, ended up in a draw. So. Um, I don't know who wants to take to take this first or who wants to lead off with uh, with this match, but you guys have any? Either of you have any lean on which way this one's going to go? I don't. I don't. Oliver, actually, I'll call you out because I know you were all over PSG in the last podcast we had. So, what do you what do you think uh, for this one?
2: I mean, PSG has been a good run, but they do play in the French league, so yeah, I take that with a grain of salt. It sounded like Neymar is going to be back for this match coming up, so he's not going to miss the first leg. And the only thing I'd be slightly worried about is the defense. They have given up a few goals like recently, not many, but with the games that they do give up goals, they're scoring four to six goals in that match, too. And that would kind of go back, and I'll go back to Dortmund and saying the past three or four matches, I think they've given up three more goals in two out of the p- past four matches or past five matches, so they've been... Getting up some goals recently, and mm-hmm. I just really think their schedule is a lot tougher than PSG's. PSG has the depth that can handle that. But with all that being said, they Dortmund can score with anybody. And I would anticipate this hitting the over, which I would probably mm-hmm. say would probably be around two and a half goals for the game, but I will
0: still go with PSG. I think they just have more talent. So actually, I just looked it up really quick that Dortmund surrendered. 11 goals in their last five matches since
2: okay, see, January 18th. Was, yeah. So it's right there. It crazy with the goals that they've been giving up recently. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I actually want to take you guys even a step further. Um, I saw this on Reddit recently. I'm not sure if this includes, um, you know what? I feel like it's, it's gotta include the most recent result. Cause they just had a crazy game on Saturday. They lost to, uh, Bayer Leverkusen 4 three, um, mm-hmm. in their last 15 games, all competitions, there's been 74 goals. So it's an average of just about five goals a game. Um, Forty-four have been for Dorman and thirty have been conceded. So if they're, you know, if you can get odds on the over for this, like this fixture, or for both fixtures, or for the tie in general, I'm I'm pumping the over on this because not only have they been conceding a lot, but they've been scoring a lot. And look who's on the other side of the field: PSG, a team that is known to like run rampant and. Um, you know, score a lot, but also concede a lot as well. So
0: I'm actually looking at that up right now because I've, you guys definitely have piqued my interest on this over. Looks like you have to lay some uh, pretty decent um, vigorous on the two and a half, but I'm seeing, let's see, where's the, where is it now? Looks like it's three, three and a half split. So you have you have to you get a little bit plus money on the three and a half, but if it's three, it's pretty even, so but it seems like that's kind of not really hold, even three. Seems like it's pretty reasonable, especially based off what you guys have been saying about their recent form. That's what it seems like, at least. Um, so I'm that, that's definitely a way I'm going to look is the over. I think I agree with you guys. I don't know what the combined if you could find a combined uh, number on that, but uh, over three goals or three three goals over seems like it's kind of the, your guys' consensus. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I I would still take the yeah. over on that and uh using some knowledge that i picked up on the last episode mike i feel like if you hit the over on the first game you could just roll over and also take the the over on the next game uh assuming that could be a good play just in terms of like you know capitalizing your your earnings there
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think that was a reference to like the the money line rollover over. I was saying. So if you're like looking to bet a team to win it all, when bet them to advance from each round and just roll that over yep. and the amount, the amount you'll make is, is a lot more than, uh, than you would make if you just bet, you know, man city four to one to win the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and then another important thing to note on this too, is like, obviously, you know, just for those unfamiliar, the, um, the rules of this round, obviously the, the tiebreaker goes to away goals. Um, and, and obviously the first, the first leg, I, I would assume, I mean, this is maybe just more general handicapping and, you know, correct me if you guys think this is just me being full of shit, but I feel like maybe in the first leg, teams could maybe be come out a little more tight, especially, you know, the ho- the home team not wanting to concede that away goal early on. But, you know, obviously, the, the depending on the first result, that really kind of dictates the terms for the second leg, especially if the away team needs goals in the away, you know, in the next leg. Does that make sense? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if a team has saved, somebody wins three to one,
2: and a team is chasing, there's opportunity for your goals right there too, as well. So because that's going
0: to open up the game in the second leg. Mhm. And then just to put a bow on that game, I did look it up like at multiple sites. Now the the total is so if you want to lay three goals, or sorry, if you just want to bet three goals over, got to lay some juice. It's like minus one forty, say minus one forty four. Um but if you if you willing, if you don't want to lay any VIG you wanna go plus, you know over three and a half, looks like you're getting plus money about plus one ten, plus one fifteen on that. So maybe like a little split, you know, split it up a little bit, like half half of it on the over three and a half at plus one ten and half of it like minus one forty at three, you know, just in case you, you know so you're protected if it lands three. Mm. so you're not losing that part of it. That's probably the way I play it. That's the way I'm gonna look to do it, but um all right, well let's move on. The next one involves uh a Europe sorry, an English club and uh not just any english club the, the english club that is absolutely wrecking teams right now i think they've currently for more 25 or 26 matches they have 25 wins in one draw or it's 24 wins in one draw something 25 matches something like that uh but liverpool is on on pace to to shatter premier league records the the man city centurions from two years ago that that record of 100 points in one season might be short-lived uh but They're going in. This is a a very interesting clash of styles. We touched on this in the last pod, but Liverpool, that high-flying offense, they're heading to Madrid to face off against Atletico Madrid, which I think you know has a reputation for being one of the best defensive clubs in all in all of Europe. They've allowed just 15 goals in La Liga this season so far, and they've only they only allowed five goals in the Champions League group stages. And I, I would imagine it's even harder to score in Madrid against them. They're fourth place in La Liga, but the question in this one is, can they slow down that potent Liverpool attack in this one? Andy, what do you think?
1: I'm going to say a big N-O (laughs) no. I I think uh, the deck is stacked against Atletico for this tie. Specifically because of, and this is a topic we've brought up before, the schedule around the midweek Champions League for Liverpool, I think is the biggest factor here in me um, not feeling comfortable taking any bets against Liverpool. Um so they play on Tuesday. You said they're the the other Tuesday game um, mm-hmm. right before they play Norwich City. The weekend after, and it, the game's not until Monday. They play West Ham, and then even a step further, the game after is against Watford. So they literally have the three <laughs> bottom the three bottom teams in England surrounding these Champions League games. They do have. Um, an interesting fa cup tie with chelsea um kind of shortly thereafter but like if klopp keeps playing the tournaments like he has been like he might not put a whole lot of value there um the return like could be interesting um schedule's not as favorable but like even still they have like bournemouth before that game i just think the schedule is in liverpool's favor for this for them to relatively comfortably make it through
0: do you guys think, I mean, this really intrigues me. And I think we touched on this last time because obviously they've, they've locked up the premier league, which, you know, if you asked any Liverpool fan, that's what they really wanted this year was to win, you know, win the domestic title and everything. I mean, they won the champions league last year, but obviously since they already have that locked up, do you see a situation like later on as they, you know, if they do progress here and I, I just realized I have to name, I have to give the odds for this match too. But, um, but like, do you guys think that they, you know, if they make it further in the champions league and, and they, you know, they still have all those records in sight, you know, the, like matching the Invincibles, you know, the 2003 Arsenal team. Do you guys think that they'll, like, really focus a lot of attention on that? Or do you think that they're just going to be gung-ho 100% with the Champions League?
2: I mean, I think they showed their their hand with the FA Cup, is that they're going to kind of use that as their time to rest their players, at least. Or it could have been they're playing Shrewsbury and they sent their kids out to try to win it. But... Mm. At the same time, with that being said, I think just Klopp's mentality and the mentality they're going with, they're going to go for everything. Mm-hmm. And say if they drop a game and they can't get that undefeated streak, that undefeated run like Arsenal did, you may see them start to rest some players. But they had the depth, anyways, where they can still rotate players in and out and still grind out draws and wins in the
0: EPL. That's so, a, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they, it's almost like, a, like a loss would be like maybe the best thing that could happen to them in a way where they kind of could just not even think about it. I'm sure, I'm sure they would be
2: angry about it, but right. just the, re- the relief and pressure off their shoulders
0: would be great. Right. I'm just sure they the, wouldn't do that. Just like purely through the lens of, of the Champions League. But um, yeah, no, it's just, it interests me just to see like what, what they're going to do there. And obviously you, there's that fine balance, you know, you see this in, in like the NFL with teams, you know, getting that double bye week in the playoffs. Like it could be bad. You know, you see a team like, the Ravens this year with Lamar Jackson you know they they clinched the number one seed they rested everyone week 17 rested everyone obviously during their bye week they come out two weeks later and the offense is 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 rusty and you don't want that obviously in the Champions League you want to keep giving your guys the minutes and and uh, you don't want to just be resting them up for too long you know you have to tread that fine line between keeping them ready to go but also you know Give them the proper rest period, but just the odds really quick because I, I did not give those. But for this pr- to advance, Liverpool is minus three fifty, is plus plus two sixty. They're you know they're essentially saying, you know when you split the difference between those two, Liverpool is over you know seventy five to eighty percent chance of, of advancing. Atletico is plus two fifteen to win this match outright. Liverpool you can get at a plus price if you think you're, they're going to keep winning, uh, plus one twenty, and then the draw is plus two twenty. And then the total in this one a lot lower than your uh, <laughs> your other one, the first one we hmm. talked about. Um, I'm seeing you know split two and a half to. Uh, I'm seeing over two and a half getting plus one twenty, uh, and over two you gotta you gotta lay minus one seventy, minus one sixty five. But obviously you get a push if it uh, if it ends one to one or two to nil in that instance. Um, I don't, Andy, Do you have any lean on this game at all?
1: Um, so I mean, I think just to. To take my thoughts home, Mike. I can't believe I'm going to do this on your, on your program here, but I am going to talk about uh, the the fate, fateful, undefeated Patriots um, from <laughs> from way back in the day. A, a team that obviously I'm still a little upset about, even though six rings. Is just great. to be
0: clear, you are uh, you are in the in that region, so you're not like one of those Homer Pets fans.
1: New England, um, just so everyone knows Andy's in New England. New lifer in New England, <laughs> Bostonian, um, and so. You know, as as the 19-0, the as everything was in sights, what did we do? We stepped on the gas more, right? Like, we could have rested guys last week of the season, didn't do that, like that crazy shootout game against the Giants, and look what happened. It came to bite us in the ass, right? I think as some of the milestones that you talked about get closer and get more real, Klopp, like, is infinitely more hungry to accomplish all that he can. I think mm-hmm. – I don't think he, uh, you know – gets complacent in terms of like okay great we won the league this year successful season i think he sees like oh great we're gonna end the drought win the league let's go for as many points as we can go for let's break let's be the best like it doesn't matter that it's you know the first one in forever let's still be the best team and so i I see that carrying forward with all the competitions like i think he still gives the regular players enough game time to keep them fresh um like somewhat rested but also in form I think he takes everything very serious from here on out. The league games, even like better. Opportunity to just get some kids in or get some bench players in to like rest guys there. Like if they lose the league game, that's not an issue, you know? Like Invincible would be cool, but they can still achieve at or close to like the hundred point mark with a couple of losses down the stretch here. So um so yeah, I, I don't see I don't see Liverpool losing uh this first tie or like the the you know the the round of 16 here against atletico and um mm-hmm. you know they could be rolling into like mid april not mid april excuse me mid march like early april without a loss like on the season in the league or you know in other areas mm-hmm. so yeah what do you's got to
0: talk me out of the draw here i mean it's just at the price i mean <laughs> if it gets up a little bit more i mean just when i when i look at like the total and i'm seeing you know two you know, it's it, you know that being like a more likely result, like you know, it's a lower scoring match. I have I and have I a draw scared. for you later
2: on in this Rosella. Oh, that, okay, okay. So maybe so. I'll
0: keep my. Maybe I'll I,
2: keep I hate my taking game.
0: draws, but I have I have one that I'm sitting on. So okay, good. I'll hear that one out. Maybe I'll <laughs> hold back on and, this one and see how, how much I like the other one.
2: Also to mention, Mane is going to be back for this match for Liverpool. It seems like too. So they're getting they're getting quite possibly
0: their best player back. That's good to know too. Yeah, all hands on deck. I'm assuming they've they kind of timed it out this way, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Let's, I'm really intrigued by this, by your draw now, Oliver. So, so let's, uh, let's move on to Wednesday's fixtures, February 19th. Also at, uh, 3 PM Eastern time, two o'clock central time. We got Tottenham Hotspur hosting the German side RB Leipzig, or Leipzig. I know I'm butchering the name sometimes. Uh, and also that same day we have Atalanta hosting Valencia. Let's start with, uh, Spurs versus versus the German team, Leipzig. Uh, Spurs are plus 133 at home here to win outright. Uh, Leipzig's just under plus 200, plus 198. And uh, the draw is plus 225. And then these teams are pretty much equal to advance. I mean, even money. you got obviously lay Vig on either side, but I'm seeing a slight favor on Leipzig, at least at one offshore site uh, where I provided odds to you, know, to you guys from. Um, but Leipzig's minus 120 there, and, and Spurs are minus 110. but um is leaps and is it Leipzig guys or leipzig before i just keep saying it wrong it's <laughs> Andy, go ahead. I, I, <laughs> Andy, I, I say
1: leipzig i, I have no leipzig. idea if i'm right or wrong leipzig. either
0: <laughs> oh my god all right let's i'll, I'll say half and half I'll try. Right, so leipzig is uh, they they topped they topped group g with um 11 points but just a plus two goal differential and uh, this is the first ever competitive matchup between these two clubs and um This is, I read this is from FanDuel, so props to them. But each of Spurs' last six Champions League matches have seen at least four combined goals. And they've averaged, both teams in Spurs' last six matches have averaged 5.3 combined goals in those six uh, games. Leipzig or Leipzig and their opponents, they have been no strangers to the score sheet also lately. They've combined for at least three goals, I believe, in three of their last four matches. So. Do you guys think I mean uh, Oliver do you think it's it's right that uh the Leipzig is is the slight favorite to advance here and and also is this the game you have the draw on? No, this is not the game I have the draw on. So that would be the next
2: match that we're talking about. But I wonder cuz you you sent that to us what, yesterday the odds? or was that this or oh. is that today? Sorry, actually I lost you for a second. What, what can you repeat that? I'll say, did you send you sent the odds to us today? Correct. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct.
2: So I'm like, I'm just wondering if those odds were taken in the fact that Leipzig lost their outside back, who was an American, shout out Tyler Adams. Oh, interesting. I did not
0: with a calf injury,
2: and I think they announced that yesterday. And I think
0: I believe he's going to be missing this weekend's match and the Champions League match. Oh, interesting. No, yeah, those odds are from today, so that that would factor in that that news. I would assume. I think it was so, the, I, mean, I think it
1: was a three week timetable Oliver, So yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so he, could miss, he could miss the possibility of him missing the second leg too. Could then. could miss both legs, yeah, unfortunately. Oh interesting. So I mean off
2: like the top of my head, if I was just looking at this, I would probably roll with Tottenham. Especially mm-hmm. Jose's there, he's he's cup tested. The only thing that hurts Tottenham is that they're leading they're missing their leading goal scorer and Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the same club that last year, under a different manager, at that was still popping in goals and then squeaking out wins at this part of the Champions League. So, if I had to put some, my money on somebody, I'd pick Tottenham to get through for sure.
0: Now, when, when did Mourinho take over Spurs? Because like should I just have thrown out those numbers I gave you guys on the the Spurs allowing whatever like at least four combined goals? The, Andy, was you there for the? Was he there for the last Champions League match? Or I think did? he
1: managed. Was it maybe one or two last group or matches? Two. Okay, so yeah. that's. I
0: mean, those are those stats I provided are are pretty junk then, because that's pre. A lot of that's pre Mourinho in the fold, and obviously we know his experience too. And that you know he's like Oliver just said, he's extremely experienced in this spot. So yeah, I think that that kind of maybe they could even maybe be creating value for people that are reading stuff like that, like me and pulling that for a podcast, like, you know, so I don't know, maybe the under could be a look. I mean, I'm pulling up the under right now. Um, I mean, this is like super basic handicapping, obviously too. So I'm sure we need, but it looks like it's three slight juice on, on the under on three goals. Um, but then when you look at the form of, of, uh, Leipzig recently, maybe kind of keeps you away from the under a little bit, but I don't know. That's, that's got me intrigued now, especially when you think of Mourinho.
2: Leipzig will definitely create the opportunities. I mean, they just had the match against Bayern Munich over the weekend, which for a 0-0 soccer match was one of the better matches I've seen all season. And they created tons of opportunities. I think Werner had a sitter that he missed right on top of the uh, penalty mark. So there's going to be opportunities created. But I think Spurs being at home this first match, that gives them advantage as well. And then they can go in Germany, hopefully, with a lead. And pull it out and advance to the next round.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it's the way to look. I, I just I would hate like betting against Mourinho in this spot. And then there has to be something. Something has to be said for the experience factor of just you know the um, to use the whole like college basketball analogy, but like the institutional like program um, like track record. I mean, obviously not used to seeing Leipzig in this spot. Spurs. I think a lot of these players have been in this spot before. So the moment might not be too big for them. Um, uh, that's just what I think as an amateur soccer handicapper myself here, but, um, but yeah, yeah I, no, I, think
1: I, I think it might, it might just still be like a little too early in, in Jose's reign to, to factor that in. I don't know. I, I'm almost leaning Leipzig like in the tie in general. Um, but also like, it, it feels kind of weird to say, but I think deep down, like each of these teams might be okay losing in this round. <laughs> And just just calling it a year and being like hey at least we made the knockout stages and that was that was good enough like um i don't know leipzig being in, in being in the title race in germany i think is right, a pretty right. major deal like that's huge for them and so i don't know if you, if you ask them like would you rather win this round and then go out to i don't know psg or barca in the next round or like be within arm's reach or even like a point or two of the title going into the end of the season like you know, no brainer, the latter. So um, and it's kind of the same thing for Tottenham only in terms of like making top four or potentially Mm -hmm. like winning the FA Cup. So um, yeah, this is this is this is is a tough one. I I wouldn't be surprised um, at some draws. I wouldn't be surprised at a real like cagey feel to these games in terms of like two sides really trying to figure each other out and no one neither of them really necessarily wanted to take the risk.
0: I'm seeing one place right now with a plus two fifty on the draw. I know the odds I gave you guys plus two twenty five. So mm. that's that's awfully tempting there too, especially after what you just said. You know, uh, maybe a little bit of overreaction to you know on, on the total. Maybe the totals teeny bit inflated, um, and obviously you know, prospects of a of a one to one tie. You don't need that to cash or to come through, you know, every time or even fifty percent of the time to, to profit in the long run when you're betting plus two fifty. So. Uh, now that's it's an interesting look there, but I am assuming that someone has something to say about a draw on this match, unless that was it and I missed it during the the tech issue. No, nope. oh,
2: this is this is this is the one oh, that perfect, I perfect. this is the
0: one I think that's going to be the draw. Perfect. So last match that we're going to go over here is Wednesday's other match. Uh, we have Atalanta facing off against Valencia. Uh, looks like the odds. I mean, th- these have changed since we talked about them. Uh, in December, Atalanta, uh, the odds I provided you guys from an offshore, it's minus 114 to win this match outright. Valencia's plus 265 to win it outright, and the draw is plus 280, which looks pretty nice. Um, and then to advance, it looks like it's it's equal on either side. You know, you got to lay minus 115 on either side uh, for getting a place with with less vigorish involved. I think you can probably get minus 110 on either side to advance. But um, this Atalanta team, it's been very interesting. I know we've talked about them. Uh, quite a bit in the previous podcasts Uh, when i brought you guys on last christmas too they but i don't want to steal anyone's thunder here and i know um andy you have some thoughts before we do hear more about oliver's play here but uh andy what do you what do you got on atlanta for us here now what's the update
1: yeah i mean it's really similar to kind of like what we talked about in uh in december just like a really exciting team um they play like positive they play progressive like they play just like upbeat and like entertaining and <clears throat> excuse me one of the things we said in december was like what's going to happen to this team over the january transfer window like are they going to make any moves players in and out stuff like that and i'm fairly certain like all things considered they've held like pretty stable um they still like haven't lost any of their key players um, I can't recall if they added anybody off the top of my head, but like no major ad- additions or subtractions, which is I think the, the key point. Um, and so, like I, I think they're still riding the highs that they've been on the last couple seasons, and I think they really benefit from playing a you know quote unquote home match in the first leg like, year, like we talked about. they were actually playing at the San Siro, which is uh, the stadium for the uh, for the Milan teams. <clears throat> Um, but even still, it's a home match for them. I think their fans get really fired up. Um, I could see them really benefiting from, from having that advantage. But it sounds like Oliver will not agree with me.
2: <laughs> What's I mean, the advantage can be there. But this is, I mean, Valencia is a name that if, throughout the year, the Champions League, you always see popping around, making it to the round of 16 into the quarterfinals. And they're having a... A somewhat decent year in the top half of the La Liga table. But they did win their Champions League. Uh, They tied with Chelsea in their group stage, and they were able to get the higher seed and able to get this draw with Atalanta. Even though they're starting off on the road, I just see them coming in. Either it's going to be a 0-0 match or a 1-1 match, and they're able to grind out, get the draw, and possibly the away goal, and then go back home to Valencia. And from that point on, who knows what's going to happen because I mean Atlanta they've been they can score goals anywhere
1: but I don't know who's going to advance <clears throat> But I would say that first match I would go with a draw that that's that's the thing for me is like Atlanta's goal scoring prowess of this season and like especially of late um right i had it looks roll.
0: like they scored 11 11 goals in their last three matches
1: yeah they just they just waxed i think it was torino like seven nil uh somewhat recently um and i i had to double check the numbers i didn't know for sure uh 61 goals for in the league this year mm-hmm. is the highest and i'm pretty sure i remember seeing that like that goal tally, like through match day, you know, 22 or 23, wherever they're at was, I'm pretty sure like the highest in a really long time or like the highest ever recorded in Italy. So um, I, I don't know if, if Valencia has what it takes to, to slow them down that much. Could I see Valencia getting a really, you know, crucial away goal? Sure. But I do think Atalanta wins uh, the first tie, I, I think that probably means I'm taking them like for the, you know, to advance. Um, but it is interesting that they have, you know, split odds for that.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's almost when you glance at it, it's like, wow, one team's favored to take all three points, but then they're both, you know, favored equal odds to advance. So it's almost like better off if you think Atalanta going to advance to take them or sorry. Yeah. If you think they're going to win this game, just take them into advance or, you know, I guess you could play it both ways, but um, yeah, I don't and that's creating I mean to that point though like that extra scoring this that's reflected in the price for for Oliver's draw uh play here at plus 280. I mean, that's a pretty hefty price there. And, and I'm looking at the total it looks like it's two and a half with it's a little bit of juice on the over. It's minus 120 on the over, but you know, it's kind of saying it's it's almost close to a 50-50 that this is going to land, you know, over two or under two goals. So, you know, you get this to land two and you get that 1-1, to you're cashing that plus 280 ticket Oliver. Mhm. interesting stuff so that's it i mean that's all we got for these four unless you guys have any final thoughts on these four matches or any any plays you're leaning towards so it looks like we're taking a look at the over in the first the first game we touched on psg uh, dortmund over three mm-hmm. uh but then oliver's draw plus 280 on, on the last one uh seems like we were kind of split on Leipzig Spurs I I feel like I'm I'm right in the middle there too but uh and then uh Liverpool kind of seems like no one wants no one wants to bet against them that's for sure I
2: mean especially when they're at plus 120 where you can you're making money off of it like if you're not taking Liverpool in this match
0: you're you're doing yourself a disservice I'm not getting I'm not getting in front of that trade myself that's for sure (laughs) but but, uh no I mean that's great guys and it always goes way longer than we we expect it to but uh yeah I mean any, any final thoughts at all Cannot wait for these matches to start.
1: <laughs> yeah, just guess. happy to have it back, and uh, hopefully everybody that's got the nine to five can sneak away from work for a little while. <laughs> I know I love having a little, little split screen up. It's nice to uh, <laughs> pretend you're working for a couple hours in the afternoon.
0: Right. I mean, you guys have it. I mean, you have the three o'clock on the East Coast. These matches start, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that's got to be tough. I don't know what because you can't take the lunch break with that you know i think some guys on the if you're like on the west coast it's kind of perfect for your lunch break maybe sneak away at that point but oh man it's, it's three three
1: three on the east coast is like just enough where you kind of have to stick it out at of the office for the first half yeah. but then at halftime you book it for the bar right Catch <laughs> the second half at the bar right i
0: mean it's really set up for you know those people that can't leave till five if it goes into you know penalty kicks or something like that at the end but or extra time you know you could definitely catch that but I try yeah. to set it up. If
2: I say, if I'm coaching, I have practice. We'll have a, a film day.
0: <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where are we going? We watched, watch a champions league match. Coach Oliver. Why do we have no film days until mid February? Now we got two a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, next week. We'll be on to, to preview the next four and, uh, and hopefully all, all the champions league matches to come for for the rest of this, uh, 2019 2020 Manchester City title winning campaign. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> All right, dudes. I it's will been a pleasure.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mike. Talk
0: to you guys soon.
1: See ya. See ya.
0: Thank you very much to Oliver and Andy for that insight. That was awesome, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice, and always appreciate leaving a, a rating. On iTunes to help get the word out and as always be sure to check out Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana News for sports betting information I've got tons of great content on there uh, on a daily basis so um, next week the plan is to bring on an NBA handicapper who's been red hot lately, it's based on the west coast and also look out for a betting breakdown on Wilder Fury 2 next Saturday I'm looking to bring a guest on for that as well, so Yeah, of course, also be on the lookout for for more Champions League breakdown with the boys at Top Class Finish, planning to bring those guys on next week to break down the four matches the following week. Just get a little system going here. Um, Have a great weekend, and if you're listening to this right before those Champions League matches, enjoy the games, and good luck with your bets. Talk to you all soon. Doggy Juice out.